Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. What a jam-packed lineup we have in store for you. Absolutely thrilled to bring in our first guest, Dr. Walter Mendenhall. And, uh, Walter is an incredibly accomplished individual. I cannot wait to get into uh, into his background. Uh, the founder of the Male Mogul Initiative. Walter, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. So fantastic now that I have you on the line. Uh, Walter, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into uh, the work of the initiative. Yes. So uh, my name is Walter Middenhall IV. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, grew up in the uh, north suburbs, uh, Evanston, Skokie area. There I attended Niles West High School, uh, went to the University of Illinois, played football there. I uh, went into the NFL where I played two years uh, for the Eagles, Colts, Bengals, and the Bills. After I was done with football, really didn't know what I wanted to do. So actually uh, took a job as a coach at Niles North High School and uh got my certifications and eventually taught in the city where I taught on the West side, Chicago, uh, world history and, uh, really wasn't having the impact that I wanted in the classroom. So, I uh, took a year off, taught some college courses in leadership development and sociology, and eventually went into non-for-profit <laughs> and, uh, to make a long story short, that's, uh, how I kind of became an entrepreneur and the founder of the Mail Mogul Initiative. You know, Walter, you're a uh, hometown hero, and I could say that because uh, growing up just uh, right in your neck of the woods, uh, we are uh, we are proud of uh, of all of your accomplishments. And you've sort of uh, your your journey has been fascinating, um, as you said. You know, growing up in the Skokie Evanston area, we fondly refer to it as Skevinston, and then going on uh, to play in the NFL. Um, which I know was a sort of a dream of yours. And then, you know, continuing on with education and then, of course, uh, ending up in really an area that I am so passionate about. As you know, you and I have had some of these conversations, that nonprofit space. So, Walter, it sounds like your your life's journey is really all about impact. So uh, let's get right into it. Impact, indeed. That's what you're doing with the uh, Mail Mogul Initiative. So, uh, you know, our listeners must be wondering, what the heck is that? Tell us, uh, Tell us a little bit about your work. Yes. Yeah, so the Mail Mogul Initiative uh, seeks to positively transform the way young men live and lead in their uh, communities through leadership and entrepreneurship development. So we have a three phase program in which uh, we actually go into Chicago public schools during the day and we teach leadership and entrepreneurship development. Then from there, we have uh, after school programming where if young men are interested in uh, entrepreneurship, they can take their ideas 
and and make them into businesses. And then the third phase is uh, we basically take the summer. Uh, we have exponential learning, which we own and operate a couple of uh, box stores. So these are shipment container stores in which uh, the young man learn how to uh, operate a uh, storefront business and also sell the products out of uh, this shop. Amazing. And uh, I know that uh, your uh, your work really has begun over the past few years. So you're you're relatively uh, you're you're relatively a startup over here, but uh, no doubt there's already been quite a few outcomes. Uh, Walter, that's what it's all about. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the participants in the program and what they are saying and what they are achieving, most importantly? Oh, yes. So, uh, you know, our program actually in 2017 was uh, rated the number one uh, program for the summer 2017 during After School Matters, which ha- which uh, has over 350 programs operating during the summer uh, months. Uh, we've been a, a grant recipient of the MacArthur Foundation. Uh, we have endorsements uh, from the uh, chief equity officer of Chicago Public Schools, just uh, um, documenting the uh, impact that the program uh, is having. And uh, we've had multiple grants and uh, support from the city and other uh, organizations uh, within the Chicago uh, area. Wow. Uh, that's the, quite the accolade. And, uh, you know, Walter, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about the, you know, the situation that we're in. I mean, right now, this weekend, certainly uh, we've been hearing the news of, of some of the looting and some of the civil unrest that has taken place. I'm curious where you feel leadership and where you feel your work ties into, you know, changing Chicago as a whole. As we all know, it starts it starts at, you know, in, in youth, it starts in education. And I know, you know, people are protesting for very good reasons. Um, but but tell, tell me a little bit about some of the conversations that you're having in the school system. In the schools uh, isn't exactly the case right now as we're all socially distant because of because of the pandemic. Oh, yes. So I one of our uh, main things is to get uh, young men, especially in under resourced communities, to think of their life as a business. And a lot of things that the main thing we talk about is risk worth reward. Is the risk really worth the reward? And we try to implement that in their actions. So, you know, I am proud to say that the participants in our uh, program, uh, was not did not participate in the rioting and looting, but they did participate in some of the uh, peaceful protests because of some of the lessons that we we are taught, and not only representing not only themselves but also our program, also analyzing you know what are the benefits and the risk of it, and making educated decisions on okay, if I do this, this is what I'm risking. Is it really worth it? And for our young man, uh, it was it wasn't worth it. And also to to um, have somebody that, you know, a lot of times it's a lot of frustration and a lot of tension to to have mentors and people that they can talk to about these things, I think, is something that um, these young men need so they can, you know, articulate their frustrations and uh, release those things in a positive way. A hundred percent. And I'm glad you, you, you laid it out that way. You know, there, I've been making this case endlessly that there is a difference between, you know, protests, which are good, 
everybody needs to protest, you know, protest on the right, on the left, in the middle. It doesn't matter, but you protest and you speak up for what you believe in. And, and it sounds like that's a big part of the lessons you're teaching is leadership, is that you speak up for what you believe in. But rioting, looting, unacceptable and uh, good for you for uh, for 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 ensuring that uh, the participants in the program, the men in the program are uh, are, you know, of sound mind to to ensure that they are part of the positive change that that we absolutely desperately need. Um, so, Walter, you keep talking about Chicago, Chicago Public Schools. The work that you're doing through the Mail Mogul Initiative is is amazing. When can we see it possibly spread nationwide? So uh, that's a great question. So we're actually uh, doing a proposal uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks in Seattle. So um, we have some interest in uh, Seattle. So we're going to see maybe if that is an opportunity for us. And uh, we are, because of, you know, kind of this remote learning, we have been forced to pivot and um, develop actually online curriculum, which can actually go uh, more than just Chicago. So we're looking to expand uh, in different states and in different uh, regions throughout the state. I cannot wait to see that. So, uh, Walter, we're, we're quickly running out of time, and I want to make sure that our listeners know how they can support your important work, either stepping up to be a mentor, to to be involved. Um, how can they get in touch with you? Yes. So uh, our phone number is uh, 312-620-5657. Uh, you can go on our website, mailmogulinitiative.org. Uh, you can donate. You can write an uh, email, contact us uh, then. And um, we also, our email is the mail mogul initiative at gmail.com. Fantastic. And Walter, um, I know you have a book um, that you are working on. Don't be the exception. Change the rule. Uh, Walter, will you come back and uh, and uh, come back on the air when that book is complete? Yes, we'll do. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Walter, if you can share the website and phone number one more time for the important work of the mail mogul initiative so people can get involved. And as you said, donate and, and get in touch. Yes. So our number is 312-620-5657. Our uh, website is the mail mogul, mail as in M-A-L-E, uh, moguliniciative.org, where you can contact us and uh, donate if you would like to. And our email is mailmogulinitiative uh, at gmail.com. Well, Walter, thank you for all the incredibly important work you are doing. Cannot wait to follow your progress. And as I said, uh, cannot wait for that book to come out. Um, you know, an a NFL star, a, uh, a, an amazing high school teacher, and, uh, of course, author of a book, and most importantly, in this case, the founder of the Mail Mogul Initiative. Walter Mendenhall, thanks for joining us on the air. Come back real soon. All right, will do. Thank you. Back on the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship when we return in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. You could get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from the six-plus years of the program, all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. And that's what my next guest is all about as well. Thrilled to be joined by the executive director of NABO Chicago, Melissa Legowski. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me on the air. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. It's great to have you. And um, I, I will say that we just featured the uh, the uh, relatively newly elected uh, president of your board, um, who is a trendsetter. But that is what NABO Chicago has always been, the largest of NABO, 
which, by the way, is the National Association of Women Business Owners, uh, more than 60 chapters in the United States. So, Melissa, um, it's an, it's our honor having you on the program. Uh, Melissa, tell us a little bit about your involvement in the organization and uh, what's going on these days at NABO. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I have been a member of the organization for a I think it's 11 years now, and really it was one of the, the best decisions I ever made because being able to connect with fellow entrepreneurs and just be able to kind of get get advice from people who are down in the trenches, who are doing this daily, who have overcome obstacles in their careers, it really is an amazing community of female entrepreneurs. And so through this 2020 and the pandemic and everything we've been dealing with, we really tried to pivot our programming very early on, and we were able to take everything virtual. But right now, all of our efforts are focused heavily on an event that we have coming up on September 10th called Reimagining Possibilities. And it is a celebration of achievement where we will be honoring several women who have been instrumental in lifting up and supporting other female entrepreneurs. Uh, But we also will be bringing together a day of essential programming to um, really in an effort to help women entrepreneurs be able to overcome this time that they are in right now, trying to plan and organize for their futures. Incredible. And uh, I have been, uh, as you and I have been emailing about, I've been to a couple of the amazing <laughs> programs. Uh, you know, us uh, us men in business are supportive of, of women business owners as well. And, you know, the events are amazing. And it's, uh, I'm sure it was just sort of a, 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 a you know, a, a major shock to uh, to pivot into this uh, into this era of COVID and being, as I keep saying, physically distant, not socially distant, um, which is so important. So, Melissa, um, you know, zooming out for a second about NABO Chicago, which, as we said, the largest of NABO's more than 60 chapters in the United States. Um, I, I understand that the, that the chapter was founded in 1978. Can you tell us a little bit about the impact um, throughout the Chicagoland region? Yeah, it is really an exciting thing. So a lot of people don't know, but, you know, um, when our chapter started early on, it got to be um, an active movement, and a lot of advocacy was happening. A lot of women business owners were still not being taken seriously, and so they got very involved in the HR 5050 movement, which actually allowed for women business owners to sign for their own loans. Up until that point, their sons could sign, their uncles, their dads, their husbands, um, but the women who were running the companies could not actually sign for their own loans. And through H.R. 5050 that came through in the 80s, um, what ended up happening is that organizations like the Women's Business Development Center were founded, and the the, um, WeBank and the WBE certifications to allow women business owners to start to apply for government contracts and bigger business contracts and all of that started to come through out of that. So it started to become a very um, powerful movement. And even after that, we continue to have advocates is a big part of our initiative and really helping female entrepreneurs be able to have their voice heard in meaningful ways. 
Um, we are nonpartisan. We really want all women to be able to lift up their voice. And as you mentioned earlier, we do have a lot of uh, male support, and we wouldn't sometimes be in the places we're at without some of that support as well. So we never want to shy away from our male supporters. We're grateful for all of it, but really being able to lift up women and their voices has been instrumental in the organization from the beginning. I'm chatting with Melissa Legowski, the executive director of NABO Chicago. Uh, We're talking about the upcoming celebration, the upcoming event, which uh, we'll continue talking about. But uh, Melissa, as you were just saying, uh, NABO has been an important forum for networking, a lot of networking that goes on, even now, uh, somewhat virtually. Um, But also, uh, you know, the women leaders of the organization are among the most uh, active, engaged, vocal, and uh, and just leaders in every way. Uh, We chatted on the air a couple of weeks ago um, with your newly elected president. But, you know, what what I I get the impression that uh, that trend setting is not something that's uh, that that's strange to the organization. No, it's really ironic. Uh, we set the title for the conference. Um, it's called Reimagining Possibilities. And we had worked with the uh, Shirley Ryan Ability Lab to determine that as our theme early in January, long before any of this uh COVID-19 had even, you know, begun to really hit the United States and what have you. And um, and it continues to just be so spot on for what we want to accomplish on Thursday, September 10th. And we are really excited now about the fact that everything will be devoted to reimagining the future for women and, and their businesses and just all the possibility that's still available to them. And we think that the inspiring story of the Shirley Ryan Ability Labs and kind of turning from the Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago to the Shirley Ryan Ability Labs and focusing on how they brought healthcare and science together with the patient for the best care possible. Um, we think that it will continue to be all about innovation and possibility on September 10th, which makes us really excited. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the beauty uh, really pivoting and, and, and uh, through this era of COVID of, of, as you say, reimagining possibilities is uh, transforming this this celebration into an all day, all day, full day virtual conference, as you said, on September 10th um, to honor and empower local women business owners, uh, which I believe this uh, this luncheon, um, which as it usually takes place <laughs> now in its 37th year. So uh, what do you plan uh, to what's on the menu for September 10th as you sit in your virtual office and as you celebrate the amazing, amazing accomplishments of this amazing organization and the women behind it? Yeah, so, you know, the, uh, as you know, because you've been to the event, but the, the big, um, focus of the event is always honoring our female entrepreneurs and some real, um, trendsetters that day. And so we will still be honoring several, uh, women in business who have made some, amazing achievements and and just really want to continue to honor that legacy of the event. But in addition, we will start that morning with virtual, we will have several breakouts throughout the day. And so we will be talking about things like, um, you know, the value of being purpose-driven in business and no fear negotiation. We will be talking about, um, you know, what matters most to capital providers from our partners at BMO Harris Bank. We will also be talking a lot about, you know, this 
the uh, landscape now has so many of us managing remote workforces. And so one of our technology partners is uh, they're going to actually present a live hack and help people understand a little bit more about the behind the scenes of what that could mean and be able to talk about five things you must do to protect your business from cyber criminals, whether you're at home or at the office these days. Um, and then we will continue doing um, a market analysis and uh, financial strategy for uncertain times and really just talk about uh, creating and analyzing new revenue streams. So there's going to be a, a nice diversity of all of the sessions. And one of the things this year that I think is amazing is the concept that usually, right, when you're at a conference, you have to pick and choose. Do I want to go to this session or do I want to go to that session? But this year, you're going to be able to get access to all of the sessions Incredible. because you will have access after the event. It sounds well. like it's going to be so, an amazing program, September 10th. Um, I want to make sure our listeners know where they can find out about registration for this, as well as hopefully uh, getting involved in joining the organization with, as we said, so many advocacy, so many networking and entrepreneurship possibilities. Uh, Melissa Legowski, can you please share uh, the website for Nabo Chicago? Yeah, it's NaboChicago.org. That's N-A-W-B-O Chicago.org. Well, so uh, honored to, uh, to have you on the program and to highlight the important work of, uh, of Nabo, again, the National Association of Women Business Owners, taking place in Chicago. Amazing program on September 10th. Uh, don't miss it. Check out the website, naboshicago.org. Melissa, come back real soon and keep us posted on the important work that you're doing. Yeah, and thank you for all you're doing for small businesses in Chicago. Uh, we're really lucky to be able to work with you. Thank you. Cannot wait to have you back. Thank you so much, Melissa. And we will be back on Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We've got yet another uh, woman entrepreneur, female entrepreneur, doing amazing, amazing things in the Chicagoland area. I'll be uh, joined in just a moment, don't touch that dial, Chicago. More on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Check out my website, shalomkline.com. Follow me on Twitter, and you can subscribe to all of the podcasts so you don't miss a minute of this program. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Back on Get Down to Business. And uh, I just read a quote recently, communication is not saying something, communication is being heard. And that's by Francis Hesselbein. Um, so I really read that, that quote really resonated with me um, on a video call recently, because that's pretty much my life. A, uh, a new entrepreneur was explaining their business model to me. It's a fascinating big idea company that will be providing amazing support, small businesses and artists around the world. The focus on social and environmental responsibilities right on point and something I admire greatly. But as the conversation continued, I began to feel uncomfortable, verging on anger. So I sort of asked myself, I was thinking about this. You know, I, I do that. I have these conversations in my head. Why am I suddenly feeling this way? And then I heard it again, words that got under my skin and caused me to begin shutting down and basically more move towards ending the call. And that's sort of how I work. I'm giving all, all the secret sauce away uh, to all of our listeners. But, you know, first impressions are everything. And for me, I'm an all-or-nothing kind of guy. If I get excited about something, I'm going to go all the way with it. Um, but something that was being said, uh, you know, it just sort of turned me off. So as that entrepreneur uh, shall remain nameless for now, continued to describe the business model, they said things like, I don't know if you can understand this. 
And I realize this is difficult for you to understand, and you may not understand this. So my instinctive reaction was, why in the world are you saying these things? Do you think I lack intelligence? Do you think I'm inexperienced? Why are we having this conversation if you believe I'm incapable of understanding your business model? In other words, I was getting annoyed, had stopped listening, and was basically just getting ready for the next minute or two. How do I get in a goodbye? But then a different side of me emerged. And again, I'm just sharing with you all of the thoughts and the conversations going through my head. Um, and with a calm and inquisitive tone of voice, I shared, I think it was calm, um, but that's, that's, I guess, my own judgment. I shared with the entrepreneur what I understood about their business and also told them my reaction to their words. Oh my, they said, that's not what I intended. I'm using those statements because I think I'm, I'm not explaining it well. Aha, insecurity, lack of confidence in action. It's so important that no matter how nervous or how uncertain we are, that we use language and phrasing that engages our listeners and allows our enthusiasm, knowledge, and confidence to be heard. As uh, one, of, uh, one of my instructors in one of the uh, many army trainings that I've done said, uh, words have meanings and meetings have words. Words matter. They build both relationships and business. Take the time to know and understand the words you're using. Record yourself. Role play. Invest in some coaching. Words matter. Choose the right ones. You know, I've been thinking a lot about that conversation. I sort of critiqued myself for how quick I was to judge. Um, but it really is important that you, as the communicator, especially in this era, as I was just saying earlier um, to our guests, that, you know, right now I'm a big fan of that, of, of this philosophy of it. We're not uh, socially distancing. We're just physically distancing. And right now we're communicating through video communication, through conference calls endlessly. That's just how things go. And it's so important that you think about how the words that you're going to utter, especially when they're not connected with, uh, with some of those, those facial uh, cues, even if you are on Zoom or even if you're on some of the other platforms, it's really hard to communicate with your hand gestures and with your facial expressions. So pay attention to the words and remember, as I said in the beginning, that communication is not saying something. Communication is being heard and words do indeed matter. Uh, so uh, I wanted to plug uh, something that I've been doing that our listeners may not be aware of. I launched a podcast uh, about two, three months ago called We All Serve. Many of you might be aware that I am the uh, Director of Employer Outreach for the Illinois ESGR, the Employer Support of the Garden Reserve. As an Army Reservist myself, I know the commitment um, that reservists make, but also that employers make in supporting those that serve in the National Guard or the reserve components of our armed forces and that dual life of uh, being both exceptional in your civilian job as well as being exceptional in your military career is so important. And the SGR uh, aims to celebrate some of those accomplishments. And And I started the podcast, We All Serve, to uh, to learn from those that have come before me, to learn from veterans and those that are currently serving. So check out on whatever podcast platform you use, check out the We All Serve podcast. I, I record every single week. And this upcoming week on Friday, I'm thrilled to be joined uh, with my co-host, Robert Lewis, uh, by, uh, by David Shulkin, uh, the uh, prior, uh, the retired uh, Secretary of the United States Department of Veterans Affairs. It's sure to be an amazing conversation. Uh, amazing conversation. We just aired a conversation with Illinois Secretary of State Jesse White, who uh, who has a, a an amazing, amazing record 
obviously in as Secretary of State, um, but he is a three-time veteran, which is, I think, so amazingly cool. And uh, we talked with him, uh, Trump uh, National Security uh, uh Council Director Richard Goldberg. He was on the air. So we've got folks from sort of both sides of the aisle, um, although uh, when you serve, you don't wear any uh, any politics. Uh, and it's really an amazing conversation every week. So make sure you check out the We All Serve podcast. And while you're there, you can search for Get Down to Business and click the subscribe button because we air this program, Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship every week as a podcast as well. So you can actually download all of the Six plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. That's what the show is all about. We will be back in just a moment. Chicago, don't touch that dial. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. And as you know, we love to uh, profile entrepreneurs. We also love to talk about ways that people can get involved and ways that people can make a difference. And, oh, my gosh, we need people to get involved so badly. And what I'm about to share is certainly a nonpartisan, uh, certainly issues that I think I I have a hunch that uh, all of our small business listeners, whether you own a business, work in a small business, these are things that you will no doubt want to be involved in. So uh, certainly a mortgage and rent relief for small business is really, really critical Small businesses are unable to pay rent because, in many cases, their businesses have been closed. Without rent payments, property owners, especially small business owners, uh, are, uh, are, are basically unable to pay their mortgages and taxes. This is a massive house of cards that, unfortunately, I believe, um, is pretty much about to collapse, and it's really, really scary. So there's a couple of things that, that, that can happen. Again, the COVID-19 pandemic continues, continues not over to have a devastating impact on small business on the small business community and many small businesses are struggling to pay their employees and rent commercial property owners cannot pay their mortgage when their small business tenants cannot pay rent and without swift action these small businesses will fail and that does not make me happy and foreclosures are certainly going to skyrocket so we need federal legislation the small business community is calling on legislators to provide badly needed relief to property owners and their small business tenants. So there's a couple of things that can easily be enacted, and there's actually proposals on the table, and I encourage you to look it up, and I will tell you more about how you can do that. Rent deferment, tenant relief. It would create a standardized mechanism for eligible small business tenants who are leasing commercial property to elect to defer up to 75% of their base rent for a period of up to six months, and perhaps as applicable to automatically extend their lease through such deferral period. Small businesses would be required to pay the deferred rent over 12 months after the deferral period ends so they may continue to recover from the pandemic and stay in business. And that's what we all want. And rent protection, property owner relief. So the first thing that we said was on the tenant side. What about on the property owners? It would create a new SBA loan program. The Small Business Administration would create a loan program uh, to provide forgivable loans to eligible small business commercial property owners have suffered or are anticipating suffering losses from unpaid rents during the 2020 calendar year to pay related mortgage and certain other permanent expenses. This loan is only forgivable if the property uses the funds to pay eligible mortgage and other property expenses and to the extent the property owner does not actually later 
receive any lost rent. These are things that can make a real difference in the small business community. And I know that all of you are listening and thinking about how to get involved. It's absolutely crucial to protect small businesses facing unprecedented economic hardship. At the same time, we have to ensure that property owners don't default on their loans because their business tenants cannot pay rent. So there's some legislation that's being drafted that can protect small businesses and property owners. And this legislation will prevent devastating foreclosures and help our economy recover from this pandemic. It's going to be hard, but legislators should file and quickly pass legislation that will keep small businesses open, property uh, property owners solvent, and people employed. So critical. This should be a nonpartisan issue. And, uh, you know, the PPP program uh, that was passed in Congress by both parties is a good example that small business is indeed a bipartisan, nonpartisan, whatever you want to refer to it as. It is possible to do this. And the SBAC, you've heard me talk about them on the air, the Small Business Advocacy Council is really leading the way. And there are calls to action on their website, sbacil.org, sbacil.org. Check it out and you can get involved. While we're on the topic of of advocacy and on the topic of important issues, is we certainly have talked about the mortgage and rent relief. What about broadband? Right now, we know that uh, certainly Chicago Public Schools is, uh, for the most part, launching uh, virtual, using Zoom, using other platforms. Big challenge is that there's a lack of adequate broadband on south and west sides of Chicago and south suburbs. And I'm giving George, my amazing producer over here, the uh, the stink eye over here, because it extends broadband issues, apparently extend outside of uh, just the uh, north and south sides of Chicago, or just the south and west sides of Chicago. But there is a broadband issue, and we need to advocate to make sure that internet issues work, uh, that internet issues are addressed for those in education um, throughout uh, throughout the Chicagoland and really throughout the country, really important. And unbanked access to capital, this issue has certainly been uh, has risen to the forefront in recent days. But uh, part of the problem of businesses in economically challenged neighborhoods, they're not, they haven't been able to apply for PPP loans because no local bank and no banking relationships. It's critical. We hear these stories about the currency exchanges and the check cashing places that exist. Uh, payday loans is an example. What about banks? We need to put pressure on the large and small banks to open branches in areas that, again, are most economically distressed especially as we talk about the uh, the civil unrest that has taken place. You know, that is what in many cases they are talking about is they're they're You know, they have uh, they have a fast food, uh, you know, opportunities. They have uh, they have check cashing and so on. We need to make sure that we are spreading resources throughout the city of Chicago. And again, as we said with our first guest, Walter Mendenhall, we need to make sure that uh, that we respectfully advocate that we respectfully advocate that can be done online, staying safe, staying physically distant, not socially distant, as we've been saying throughout the program. Um, but also, if you get out into the streets, maintaining your distance and doing it respectfully and peacefully, that is the American way, not uh, not creating violence or, or looting or in any case like that. But again, we've got needs that need to be met. We want to see federal legislation uh, passed that will help property owners that are leasing to businesses, that will help tenants, that will help small business owners. We want to see broadband access expanded, and we certainly want to see uh, access to banking relationships expanded throughout the south and west sides, really throughout the Chicagoland area, throughout the country, uh, to make it equitable and fair for all. Everybody can get behind that. Check out the website, sbacil.org. We're going to be back on Get Down to Business in just a moment. Don't touch that dial. Back on Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return. 
Hey, welcome back. So earlier in the program, I was talking about my work with ESGR, and I wanted to highlight that uh, just a, a little bit more because I'm so passionate about it. The ESGR, once again, stands for the Employer Support of the Guard and Reserve. Uh, I'm privileged to uh, to sort of wear a dual hat, obviously being a recipient of their incredible work, um, being, a, uh, being a service member, being a reservist, um, but also... Uh, by being the serving as it's a huge honor to serve as the director of employer outreach for the Illinois committee of the ESGR. And the ESGR is a uh, volunteer led program from the department of defense. And there are committees that exist in every single state. And it's really all about, again, celebrating the accomplishments and celebrating the support that employers uh, throughout the state of Illinois, throughout the country for that matter, uh, provide to uh, to service members in the reserve components, and uh, in this uh, in this world of COVID, uh, it's been, I'll be honest, challenging to celebrate those accomplishments. Ordinarily, uh, some of you, some of our listeners are surely aware uh, of the term the Patriot Award. The Patriot Award is very uh, common uh, for businesses that employ service members again that are serving in the National Guard and the Army Reserve, the Air National Guard. And so on. And the Patriot Award is uh, basically the the state's way and the Department of Defense's way of uh, thanking employers that go above and beyond while their service members are on a deployment or perhaps just supporting the weekend drills that we have. Um, And uh, ordinarily, it's presented, again, a massive certificate and thank you from the Department of Defense presented in person. And uh, I actually understand that the Chicago office of the FBI, I think, just received one the other week, but it was not done in person. In fact, um, what we have done is we have pivoted to both celebrating and thanking those employers um, virtually. Uh, We've been doing uh, these uh, Microsoft Teams sessions, but also statements of support. And that's what I wanted to talk about very briefly in our final minutes of the program. I wanted to uh, I wanted to encourage employers that might be listening uh, to this program, whether you employ one person or 500 people, you can contact the ESGR by going to ESGR.mil and clicking the statement of support button. You could go online and show that you support um, that you support uh, service members, that you support uh, that you support the military, and you could go on and sign up to sign a statement of support. And if you are an Illinois business. I will be the one that will get in touch with you. Uh, set up a time. We'll do it virtually. Uh, no COVID uh, and no uh, no less than six feet between us. Um, we'll do it virtually, and you'll sign a statement of support. We'll record it, and uh, you know it, it's an incredible way to show your support. Speaking of showing support, I want to thank and take a moment uh, to thank all of those teachers, all of those first responders, all of those nurses, all those doctors that have been out there on the front lines. Day in and day out, I want to thank all those that are uh, that are continuing to keep our economy running, that are uh, that are keeping uh, people safe and healthy. Uh, cannot thank you enough. There are so many people that that uh, that that make a difference in our communities. And as we keep saying, the pandemic is not over, and people continue to go above and beyond. And I've seen that firsthand. Uh, unfortunately, I've had uh, family members that have been hit with. Uh, with uh, coronavirus, and uh, it's you know I, I know people that that have lost their lives uh, due to this pandemic, and there are people uh, that are stepping up on the front lines, making a difference, and putting themselves uh, in harm's way. Whether it's the police officer, uh, the firefighter, the paramedic, or again those in the hospitals, or even those in the grocery stores and the postal uh, carriers, um, you guys are all the heroes. So thank you to all of you. 
Thank you to producer George in the other room over there for always uh, for always putting himself in harm's way. Um, you're always there. Uh, check out my website, shalomkline.com, where you can download podcasts from the program all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be back at 6 p.m. next Sunday right here on AM560. The answer is success. Let's get down to business.